Hey, listen up, idiots. This is your spoiler warning. Also, you might get offended. So warning for that, too, you idiots. Hello, my name is Kyle. And my name is Ryan. And when our powers combine, we form... Experience Grind Podcast. The only podcast that takes you into the afterlife and comes back stinking like roses. Oh, shit. I feel like this is a reference to something. If only there was a title to tell me what it was a reference to. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about Beetlejuice, the movie. Oh, shit. We're talking about Beetlejuice today? Not the star. Beetlejuice. Uh, That's three times. He's up. He's out. Not the star Beetlejuice, but the movie Beetlejuice. So we're not talking about Beetlejuice from Howard Stern show. Oh yeah, there's that guy too. There is that guy. Yeah, let's let's just take you to that dark moment from the nineties. <laughs> damn it, Howard Stern! What what hell did you unleash upon this earth? And continue to do. <laughs> it's it's a new circle of hell every week with Howard Stern. Yeah, it's like you thought there were only nine circles of hell, and eh, you're wrong. They keep going. There's as many circles of hell as there are wrinkles on your anus. How many wrinkles are on your anus? I don't know. Let's count. Drop (laughs) trout. Let me see this. One, two, three. Three. (laughs) You think the count would count the wrinkles on my butthole? I mean, he'd almost have to. One. It's like kind of his thing. He couldn't not. Yeah, he's got like OCD of like the severest degree, like with counting. He, it's it's one, two, three, four. Apparently, that was like some old thing with like one of those old superstitions about vampires is that they had to count things. Really? And that's why the count counts. Not only it's a play on the word count. I always thought well, it was just because count Dracula, so count is the obvious pun. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know any but of like, this. Yeah, vampires actually had to count things. That was like one of the huh. earlier superstitions about them. Well, also, that's an interesting one. Most likely all the... Th- Things of vampirism come from, I think it's rabies. So, yeah, I could see that people would die of rabies and they would, like, for some reason, they would dig up corpses later. Like, I think they would dig them up to, like, check on them, like, occasionally. Hmm. As, like, it was another ritual. And when, like, if you died from rabies, like, you would bleed from your orifices. So okay. Yes, yeah. and you would also swell up, and so it would look like they had gorged on blood, and so that's where like oh, the whole vampire okay. thing came from. Okay, okay, that's pretty neat. Yeah, fascinating. Also, like the nails grow, and that's like the Nosferatu Is type from rabies. The nails grow from rabies. No, that's or? just from like rigor mortis and decomposition. Oh, okay, like, the the nails don't actually grow. It's actually your fingers shrinking back and decomposing, but it looks like it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Ugh. Why do I know this stupid bullshit? I don't, I I think it's fascinating. Fuck it. And then Buffy comes by, and you get a bang, Sarah Michelle Geller, if you're hot enough. Because you're a vampire. Yeah. This is this is the the train we're on. Yeah. Did, were you ever into Buffy? <laughs> All right, he, dude. You opened up a can of worms, and you didn't not even know it. I wasn't. I, I wasn't, wasn't like I'm a big huge nerd, and I like that. That was like my one big blind spot in my nerddom. Me too. I went back to it though two years ago, really? and that first season is so bad. Mm-hmm. And I tried and I tried and I tried and I pushed through it, and I did. I got to season two, and it kicks gears into something good. Really? And then it had my attention all the way to the end. I'll it be did not like it has some really really smart good shit in it. 
And like, I just kept being surprised by like some of the, the clever, subtle, uh, subversions on tropes and things that you expect to happen. Like a typical horror TV show, like a 40 minute TV show. Um, they do some really smart things. Uh, that, that one episode, Hush, that's always Everybody talked about. Loves it. Hush. It's fantastic. But like, there was one, I don't remember a lot about it, but it was, I feel like it was a Xander, Xander focused episode and Xander's like the, the sidekick the, nerd who does nothing. Like he has no powers. He has he no abilities. Is he the one that bangs Willow or is he the teacher? He is not the teacher. That's Giles, who is the old man. Yeah. Who is teaching Buffy. The, uh, the slayer in their some, I can't remember any of the terminology. Like I got into Buffy so much. I read the comics afterwards. Okay. I read like the season eight and season nine comics. I don't know. I, and then afterwards I went through all of Angel, which is five seasons of, 24 one hour long episodes. I've spent hundreds of hours on this now. You just had to push for that first season. That first season yeah. is so bad. There's, I was at the breaking point in season one, like around like, uh, single digit episodes, like towards the end, let's so like eight or nine. I don't remember which one. Uh, but they have like a field trip to the zoo or something and an artifact goes off that reverts people to their primal uh urges right this, this is awful yeah it is so you have like uh these people who are not particularly well-trained actors like acting like cro-magnum people and it was so bad and so on the nose that like i was just like man fuck this series fuck anybody who likes this this is some stupid trite bullshit and like the next person who was like oh buffy for life i want to punch in the fucking face and there were like several episodes in a row of that quality Why in the middle through? because I kept hearing how good it was. And this was like at the time when I was working at Herald Times, which is like that that fast food design work where you're not really paying attention. You're just sticking things into templates to get it out quickly. And in the and on my second screen, like I had like a TV show going to like keep my mind from just turning to mush because it was so brainless, the work I was doing. And so it's like, well, I need to have something on. And Buffy is like just, it was, especially during that first season, like the perfect, like not too engaging that's going to distract me and not bad enough that like I'm actively bored by it or it's making my life worse while I'm working. And it hit just that perfect sweet spot with that first season. And then it got to the point where it was so good. It's like, man, I got to watch some of the shit at home because like it is getting my attention now. Yeah. But it isn't until season two. And then Spike comes in. I was gonna Spike say- is the fucking best. He's the best character. The only affiliation I have with Buffy is I used to bang a chick for a while that was super into it. Yeah. And just watching things here and there, I was like, I got introduced to Spike, too. I was like, man, Spike is fucking awesome. He is. I don't think he comes in until season three, sadly. Okay. But he is, once he does, like, he just fucking owns that show. And they do great things with his backstory. Like, you get to see when he was turned to the vampire, like, back in the 1800s. And it's just real sad sad fucking story and he's such a tragic character but you wouldn't know it from his glib attitude and his punk 80s style going on he's fucking man i love it there's an episode with him oh shit like a backstory with him on a nazi submarine in world war ii and like that story is like one of the best and it's just this weird fucking one-off that has nothing to do with like the plot of the show 
I highly recommend it. He's also it. pretty involved in the Angel series, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He comes that that was my big reason for getting into Angel too. It's like Spike's there. Spike comes back. Because who cares about He doesn't Angel. come back till season five. What? There's five seasons in that show. He doesn't come back till season How five. Did he get through just five seasons of David Boreanis. His supporting cast is really good. He has the name Boar in his <laughs> fucking name. The I never really cared much for Angel in the Buffy show proper. There were some good twists with him. Like he I think all right, spoiler alert, whatever, who cares? It's it's been a show that's not on forever. But like he dies in season two and doesn't come back till like a little bit later on. I was like, holy shit, like I thought he was a big part of the show, but he just kind of dies and like they do some really interesting sacrifice things and like I don't know. They do they do some good plot mechanics with him like some narrative five, right? Uh, season five or four, and then she comes back and she's not quite right. Yeah. And then they bring Mich- uh Michelle Trachtenberg into it. I was gonna ask you in the smartest, most meta fucking way. She just appears in season five as Buffy's sister that they never talk about the entire time, and then they just kind of just like, oh hey Don, what's up? Like, like she's always been a part of this world, and you figure out like she's not an actual being. She was a uh, a construct made uh, with fake memories and have and have actually like made everyone else like have these false memories of her always being around to get something from Buffy. She's almost she's like a villain almost uh, yeah. in that season that she's introduced, and then it turns out like well it doesn't matter whatever like even though you're not my sister sister like let's be friends and family and whatever. <laughs> but like that meta twist, I was like that's fucking brilliant. Like that's so clever to do and there there are things like that throughout buffy that is like yeah it's it's pretty good it could have been just like a dumb dumb run-in-the-mill wb series or cw now as it is but they do some smart shit in it like i've had guilty watches before i watched all of smallville from start to finish that's a guilty watch it's I can garbage miss, i can see it's you doing it fucking garbage like there are no redeeming aspects to it. Well, I, Buffy has redeeming aspects. Smallville is related to a sex uh-huh. slave ring now. I know we talked about that. I would totally be into Smallville now because of Allison Mack. Yeah, <laughs> and Kristen Kruick. They were Speaking both in of it. Allison Mack. Who would you uh, rather get bitten by? Mm. Buffy, Willow, or Michelle Trachtenberg? All right, so. I don't get the interest with Willow and Allison Hannigan. I don't think she's attractive. Thank God. Me, I don't like thing. her at all. She's a redhead, too. That's yeah, like, it should be right up your alley. Get but out of here. I, she's never, ever done anything for me. So it would be between Michelle Trachtenberg and Sarah Michelle Geller. I think I'd have to go with uh, Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sarah Michelle Geller is fine, but that's it. Yeah. That's that's it. I'm also in the Michelle Trachtenberg vote. Yeah, vote. It I vote. You know, it's it's only because of Eurotrip. That's the reason I I do it because only Eurotrip. <laughs> she is fucking smoking in Eurotrip. Uh huh. Like, why was that the stop of that? Like, why was that the only thing you did, girl? Yeah. Well, she did uh, Disney's The Ice Princess around that time, and then it ended. Yeah, but she and, didn't do like another sexy funny role. No, or just another sexy role. Oh wait, she was in. Ah, uh, this is this is back when I was working at Family Video. This is why I have such in depth knowledge of two thousand five era. 
Uh, she was also in the Zach first time, the first Zach Efron movie, the 17 again, where Matthew Perry goes like he makes like that dumb fountain wish, right? Where he wants to be a teenager again because life was simpler. And he goes back and he's Zach Efron as a kid and he goes to high school and he has to like go with his daughter and son and the daughters Michelle Trachtenberg, who I think is like kind of that same vibe as Euro Trip, like the popular girl who's real cool and all that, but I but th- that's after that, like just gone, just Matthew disappears. Perry is not a young Zach Efron. <laughs> they, apparently, when Matthew Perry was younger, he looked exactly like Zach Efron. No, I'm sure he did not. Also, I think that movie has like a big long scene between Zach Efron and Leslie Mann, who's the mom, and uh, it's like this weird romantic tension thing. I and I was like, I think this, this movie was only written so Leslie Mann could like flirt with Zach Efron. There's no other reason this shit needed to exist. Was uh, who's married to her? Judd Apatow. Yeah, did that Judd Apatow have anything to do with it? No, but it was around the Judd Apatow time because okay. it was after Knocked Up introduced everybody to leslie mann and got her like in the mainstream again and then like two years later this movie came out and it's like hey it's like judd apatow except the wit we we lost the wit <laughs> we still kept leslie mann we kept her aren't you happy people like that but <laughs> no no one else. she was also in that movie the fountain or the wish with the Ryan the Reynolds. change up yeah the change up Oh, God. <laughs> we talk about that movie so much on this podcast. I don't know why. <laughs> it leaves a lasting impression. Uh, not a good one. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't think that movie's like peak greatness. That seems like perfectly catered to you. No, Jason I, Bateman, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds, the most. Leslie Mann, and that other hot bitch. And they're both like <laughs> slutting it up. Oh, Olivia Wilde. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. They're both slutting it up. And it's still like. But are they slutting it up? Like, you see her, like, get a mammogram or something, and then you see her, like, take a shit. Like, you, you see, like, you see the, like, oh, man, that sexy ass shot. Yeah, and, like, Ryan Reynolds is into it, or Jason Bateman, whoever, I don't As care. As Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And uh they see him going to the bath, and then the huge shit, which is immediately supposed to be like, womp, womp, like, you thought she was sexy, but she's just a lady. She's still sexy. And then they, oh, God, they really manned up olivia wilde in a sense like oh i love baseball games i love beer just like the most typical shit that movie it's not that good might, that might be some hot garbage but like i enjoyed my time watching it she's also like super naked in it not olivia super, wilde she gets like in that lingerie and oh you, yeah you see titty now that that movie is uh known for its fake nudity yeah Yes. It's all CG'd. It's not, it's the Cersei effect. It's, they're not uh, their bodies. Face is not, it's not, she's not actually naked either. Uh, uh Leslie Mann. Yeah. She's not it's a stunt double yeah. and then they CG'd her face on, which is like at that point, why not just be naked? Like I can understand the, uh, the morality of like, I don't want to show my body on camera because it's for scintillation. It's not for art or anything or, but at that point, like you're, you're giving the illusion. So you, you may as well be naked. Like yeah. it's not your body, but what you're presenting is the image of your naked body to people for scintillation. Like, and somebody naked is there all day, right? Like on Game of Thrones, there's somebody walking naked mm-hmm. through all those fucking people. Yeah, it has to be ego. I don't know what it is. Like my, I like I'm really embarrassed by the way my tits look right now. So uh, 
I need a stunt double because otherwise, why would you not? You're, you're, you're giving the facsimile of your naked body. Why not just do it? It has to be ego. That's my conclusion. It has to be ego. Probably. Yeah. That's something related to it. What? Hollywood has an ego in the actors? What? <laughs> Ryan! We're not talking about Hollywood and egos, though. Ah, we got it on a tangent. <laughs> that was an hour and a half of Buffy talk brought to you <laughs> by... This is all because of your rabies vampire shit, man. Michelob Ultralight <laughs> Beer. The only beer that Buffy drinks, and you should, too. That's right. And then the demons, who are also part of the Buffy lore, they love uh, Jim Beam Maple. Yeah, they sure do. They do. Damn, I guess I'm a demon. Yeah. I wouldn't scoff at being a demon. No, the demons are the best in that like universe. A, in any universe. It seems like a pretty sweet gig until the fucking uh, final war between heaven and hell. Is that like the end times are you referring yeah. to? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I think so, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything to say because I'm going to get real political if I start talking about the Bible and the end times. <laughs> All right, well, let's Just, uh, zip it up. Let's segue from the end times to the in-between times. Ooh. Talk about a little game called Limbo. Limbo is a it's a game based on the ancient Jamaican god <laughs> that you have to appease by perfectly performing the ritual of Limbo and crawling under the stick and not touching it to appease him and lull him back to slumber. It's not a great game. But we <laughs> I want to laugh harder, but at, I didn't want to show my ignorance and be like, bullshit, man. That's not a god. And have it be a real god. I don't think it is. <laughs> I totally made all that bullshit up. I, I thought you were, but I just didn't want to call you on it because I didn't know well enough myself. <laughs> all right. Uh, we're going to talk about limbo. I don't know. Uh, f- fuck it. Politics, Bible bullshit. Is there a limbo? Limbo is like the it's not heaven, it's not hell, it's I guess where unbaptized Im- babies go for some reason. Okay. I Is it just is it just unbaptized babies or is it like uh some religions I guess it's also people that aren't like fully dead. Or it's Ca- also do, like, do the oh man, we're, this is gonna be a Catholics fucking... are the ones with like unbaptized babies. Alright, so they have limbo, but it's only for the babies. And like yeah, because they haven't, they're not, they haven't been able to sin because they're a baby, but yeah. they haven't been forgiven for the original sin of being born as a human. Yeah. So they go to limbo. Which is what, like, the the way I've always interpreted limbo is you go into, like, a nothing area and you wait to be judged. And while you're in limbo, you do actions that kind of help to sway you're standing, whether you go to heaven or hell. Is that kind I, of I mean, your I, interpretation of it? I guess that I don't works. Know. I always, I guess limbo to me was always just a big white place full of screaming babies that died. Yeah, I mean, if that's it, like, so that would also well, be a hell. Would go there, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's also been like a lot of different interpretations of limbo. It shows up in like I know the Matrix, the later ones, the the train station. Oh yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Sort of a limbo. Mm-hmm. Um, very famously in Pirates of the Caribbean. 
After, oh, Davy Jones locker scene. After Jack Sparrow gets eaten by the Kraken, he's in the limbo. That's a fantastic scene. Yeah. <laughs> Where there's all the other Johnny Depp copies. Yeah, and that the the crab sand that moves the boat. Yeah. And then they have to go upside down into the ocean or something. It's very visually the awesome it's stuff. It's the most... Re- I was going to say the hard R. I almost, I caught myself. It's the stupidest explanation for anything narratively, but like visually, it's so breathtaking. You're just yeah. like, whatever, I'll go with it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Limbo is like, I, I, it's always like been the nothing. Like it's not yeah. bad, but it's not good. But isn't that also uh, what, and this is like, how does limbo then differentiate from the nothingness of death from people who don't believe in religion? That, well, isn't that, that's what it is. Like, uh, in, in Christianity in these things, they say before Jesus sacrificed himself, you, you died and then was just nothing like limbo. And then Jesus sacrificed himself to bridge the gap to bring people into heaven. Right? Am I off the base in this one? Am I am I getting my religion mixed up? I, I always Jesus died to forgive all sins to people and give them away to heaven. Yeah, because before that you just died into nothingness. But I think you still went to heaven no, at a point. Maybe, I honestly I don't, I don't think I don't humans any uh, so I think the way the Bible tells it, but the King James version with the Old and New Testament is when Jesus died, people humans were finally allowed into heaven before that humans just died and then they went into nothingness it's not a bad gig going to nothingness yeah that's what i think happens right yeah. now fucking anyways is I that, don't, yeah well I mean, <laughs> here this is where i don't know i want to get it i'm gonna start like a whole college level philosophy course here <laughs> it's but like we, hot shit we are conscious right yeah. and, and you are conscious of memories and things so if you are to die and then have none of that exists how can you be aware of your consciousness now yeah and those memories like that's that's why i've always thought like there has to be something afterwards and why i maybe got wrapped up into religion when i was younger but but now it's just like i think i got now I'm into this alien soul catching like karma thing. Like we're all in a matrix uh, behind the hell bop comet. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, as I always got, I got scared into religion cause I was afraid of death as a lot of kids are. And yeah, I was afraid the of like, that end time being, like shit in... an end. Like that's it. This we're done. Like that's, but and then, mm-hmm. so you're, you're enticed by the concept of eternal life. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's all kind of bullshit myself. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I, I, I yeah. I, like, <laughs> so, like, are my grandparents still up there? Like, up there, air quotes, heaven? Yeah. Like, are they checking on me? Do they see the weird things I jerk off to? Why would they want to see that? Is it offensive? Like, see, all and, kinds of things. Like, I don't think so. I think that's just a fear tactic employed by religions and to also, get you like, to be compliant. If, if my grandparents are dead and they have eternal life, why the fuck are they looking at me? Yeah. They are fucking in like the paradise of paradises. Yeah. Theoretically, they wouldn't give a fuck about me. Yep. This is, I'm, I'm, if I wanted to swing into a thought, I could maybe get behind like reincarnation as a thing. Really? Or okay. some, there's got, it's just something because like the consciousness is what fucks me over time and time again. 
because I view death like sleep. Like when you are asleep, you have no memory or cognizance of anything that's happened so that I am able to remember what I am saying now. Like I am aware of this. It can't just end and go away because if it were to end and go away, we'd have no memories or no thoughts. So I could not be presently conscious of those thoughts right now. And see, this is why I told you I was going to get into like real college like level philosophy. Spoiler, spoiler alert. There's not much to say about this game. We'll wrap it up here yeah. at the end. <laughs> we are, we are padding time for a reason, people. Uh, so you're, so you're saying that like because you are conscious and have thoughts now, death isn't the end because or you wouldn't have those thoughts now? Yes. Yes. Because. A person who gets Alzheimer's, right, and they start to lose their memories and 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 attachments to who they are, okay, will never have the memory. Like, and this is the time travel loop thing, kind of sure. too. Okay. Whereas, okay. like, okay. if if in the, and this is such a hard thing to explain. Like, I'm I really want to use my hands a Go lot. Ahead. Like, you can see me like I can see <laughs> really waving around. I'm the only one, that but the viewers do or the listeners don't. Um so it's it's almost like if you were to die and then there is nothing else after, you are nothing. Do you just do you just sit with the memories you have and that's it? Are you conscious of your death? How does this so work? You're you're basing it on the fact that like it goes on. The consciousness, yeah. Like you can't be aware of what's happening if at one point it ends much like if you were to go back in time and erase somebody from existence, they cease to be. It's the same thing, but kind of like in vice versa, like because you are currently aware of what's happening and you have memories and you still hold on to these, it can't just stop because to stop would be then to cease all those memories. So to be presently aware of that negates the stopping. And that's where my brain is in this thinking. Okay. I don't I know if I that's follow. complete bullshit or not. <laughs> I mean, I kind of think it is myself because I just have be. completely different views. Well, I would love to hear your views. I mean, and like just bringing up the Alzheimer's patient again, uh, I would technically think that they are dead. Like, oh, I do too. They have no consciousness. They are just a a a husk of a human being. There is nothing hmm. there except the basis of all functions that happen automatically anyways like breathing processing food uh bowel movement that's just the body doing its thing Con- when the consciousness is gone you're dead same thing when i'm fucking dead i'm dead dog there's nothing there it's not holding <laughs> me back it's not these memories and if you want to make it even a little flowery it's the people's memories of you that would have you live Carry on, on for a while but sure. even still like Everything's finite, dog. Like, this I, world's going to end. I agree with this. Nothing is fucking permanent. Completely agree and, with that. I mean, it, it almost entices you to why try to do anything because nothing's going to matter in a 100 years. Nobody's going to fucking remember you. <laughs> I love you right now, but fuck it. Like, yeah, 100 years yeah. from now, you might have kids or grandkids that have a vague memory of like, oh, Ryan did these things. Remember Grandpa Ryan? Well, no, because I was like one and then he died and so you everybody is erased from existence we hear about like alexander the great but it's just sort of a bullshit glorified story from him same thing with jesus of nazareth and 
you know, Julius Caesar. Sure. Like you live on through the stories and the people you inspire or touch. Yes, I agree with this. But it's the consciousness and it's the thoughts. And that's, I, well, that's like, why I think like is death then in like Alzheimer, like is it just like an internal sleep? So you have you have memories that kind of shape this like kind of lucid, weird, cloudy thought state as your I mean, like obviously like you're dead, your brain functions stop. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's it, man. It's like the TV turns off. That's it. The fucking transformer is blown. I don't know. I can't. I just can't get behind that. Like, like people like uh, fucking Terry Shavo. You remember that bitch? Terry Shavo. <laughs> what about her specifically? Like what? Like <laughs> did she have consciousness? Like what was? Her? Oh yeah, Terry Shavo. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Did she have like a weird dream state or something? Like yeah. she had something going on, maybe. Or in what there? about like an aborted fetus, man? Like what's going on? Like. Is that a thing? Hmm. Is it just a clump of cells? Is there a consciousness in there that we are wiping out? True. Does it even understand it? Is it going True. to limbo? True. Uh, man, I don't know. I don't know either, man. So then, all right, this is my question then. So you die. Yeah. And then that's it. That's it, dog. Is it just black? Yeah, is man. there nothing? It's not even black. You don't, you're dead. You don't even realize that there's nothing. It's just... That is the it. So where does this go? Where did where where does the consciousness go? The consciousness evaporates. It's not anything. It's within your head <sighs> that makes you you. And once you are not you, that's it, dog. You're done. Man, I don't. I just. <laughs> this, you hold on to this something is what higher. Me up, man. Yeah, not not necessarily. Maybe something higher. I, I mean, not I, even I, higher, but just like I I can't fathom the. That this is the end. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like if it's too in, then you would not ever have this consciousness because it is much, it's like the dream. Like when you are asleep and dreaming, you really don't have any semblance of what you've done in your life as you are dreaming. You have like these weird little pieces yeah. that manifest in different ways. And that's why I think the death as described as like everything just ceases to be would be, but like minus the dream state, but like you would have to be aware that that we are aware i don't know because like dogs are not aware of self no that's they are just they are just dumb creatures i love dogs I, yeah. I have a dog i love her greatly but she's a dumb creature yeah she has she wakes up i feel like she takes nothing in from the previous day it, it, it's she has and a routine and stuff and she's gonna die man she will and she will that's gonna be it like yeah. You're going to remember her, and you're going to love her, and you're going to yeah. have these memories of her. Those memories are going to fade. Sure. Eventually. Oh, and yeah. it sucks. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I, I My my first dog as a kid, I love that fucking thing, but he, he's gone, man. That's yeah. it. He's he's a box of ash in my mom's garage now. Like, yeah. That's what we all are. Like, But that dog was never conscious or aware of self. No. and that's Or thing, had memories. Like, but. They had f- instinct imprinted into them. On a them. physical level. We're all the same. What is this one tweak of consciousness that makes it elevate itself above a physical plane? Like, there's no difference. That we're able to retain, I I guess. But then, uh. but that's just a chemical switch in the brain that we've had that dogs don't. And theoretically, you could say that it's bred out of dogs because most dogs are bred to be as friendly as possible. And you only keep the friendlier, stupider ones 
throughout millions of years and breed those. And that's why we have what we have now that just love us unconditionally because mm-hmm. they have, it's like some fucking syndrome that uh, humans can get too, where there, there's like, there's a oh. few, it's like a mental disorder, but there are humans that are very similar to dogs. And the fact that they just, they love you on site. They get very happy, uh, but they're also very, What's the opposite Dumb. of that? Because I have that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what cats have. Okay, you have that that's, one. <laughs> I think me and your fiance have that. That's <laughs> we we uh, <laughs> we don't subscribe to that sure. other bullshit. Uh, that's crazy. I didn't know humans had that. Yeah, like it's, there it's was a, a syndrome that can, for that. There sure is. I'll look Ooh. it up uh, later. Or not? Nah, fuck it. I'll look it up. Fuck now. it now. Keep talking. I mean, I could keep talking, but I feel like the audience is going to hate this conversation. They are anyways. <laughs> but, uh, man, I just, yeah, it's, it's very good points, but I don't know. Religion is not the answer for me necessarily. I don't want to say there's, oh, there's a God or reincarnation is a thing or anything like that, because I think there are a lot of logistical flaws and fallacies in almost any religious text you read that you can kind of think your way out of. And then it comes down to belief. And it's like, why believe that just seems like a, a pretty easy way to tell somebody don't question. Uh, so I don't want to fall into that category, but also at the same time, like it is, it's just, it's that consciousness, man, that consciousness fucks me up. I just, I don't see how consciousness can cease to be. I, just, I guess I, that's I, a difference because I, I tie consciousness to the brain. And once the brain's done, yeah. consciousness is done. It's a light switch. You're out. It's it, man. You had a good run or you didn't. Mm. You wasted a lot of time getting platinum on sure. God of War that nobody fucking cares about. Uh, way to go. Yeah. Good life lived, bro. Well, I mean, shit. I And I guess that leads into nihilism because if you had that thought, it is literally just like yeah. then live your life to be happy. Yeah. Fuck doing better for the people who come after you because or why you would want you? To, if that's what makes you happy. If that makes you happy. Fucking do, do it, it, man. Do it. Because yeah. there is that benefit. Like there are people after us. You can help mm-hmm. them and make you it can. better. Especially you might be driven to that if you have children oh, or sure, yeah. family. of the, And you can still be nihilistic yeah. and understand that. It's all for not, but you can still make it better mm-hmm. in the end. And I mean, it's it's edgy. And I do f- feel I'm pretty into nihilism because I you are. Yeah, I yeah. don't like there <laughs> is nothing. And like, what is the point of it all? But I, you know, I have a niece and a nephew and I I would like to make the world a better place for their existence mm-hmm, after mm-hmm. I'm gone. That doesn't mean that I'm just like, fuck it all, burn the world. That's more of an anarchist which is a oh think, sure a yeah. different from a nihilism yeah it's like it's still a weird detachment mm-hmm. but i don't know but by the way the syndrome is called williams syndrome it is a thing what's it named after william uh, seems pretty fucking generic I, I guess so uh it's a i guess people missing a chunk of dna uh i don't know why it relates to dogs but we could look into it and discuss it more off but if you're interested sure. too listeners it's just look up williams syndrome huh. It's the mental disorder that uh, certain humans share that I guess dogs also have that has been bred into them to make dogs the way that they are. So, holy shit! Yeah. Okay. It's pretty weird, but it is a thing. Yeah. And that's consciousness or not consciousness. Yeah, I. It, it's weird that I'm not going to continue this conversation. That's fine. But we'll get just into limbo. analyzing myself, like, just it's weird that I would be 
more able to believe that we live in the matrix than I would like it just ends. Like <laughs> there's so something weird. wrong with me. Though. Like I can't not get that. You just out. can't give I up. Can't. And that's I guess that's our <laughs> big difference. Like I I gave that up like a while ago. On a big, not a big part, but I was I really identify with Frank from Always Sunny when he's like, when I'm dead, I'm dead. Just toss me in the fucking garbage. What do I care? I'm dead. Well, I do agree with that. I'm fully like, on board with that. I don't fucking care. Our man. bodies are dead. There is no reverence to the body itself. Yeah, do with me what you want. Yeah. Like, if if there if it is about consciousness that prevails, that's not my body. You can piss in my body, do whatever. Don't fucking throw a funeral. I don't care. Yeah. Like, it's... That's for people who survive. That's not for me. You're doing it for yourselves. And that's cool, whatever. But like, yeah, you could just throw me a dumpster. I don't fucking care. I do not care. Yeah. Yeah. Not a bit. So make me a dog chew toy, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, buddy. Let's talk about limbo. All right. Let's fucking do it. So this was a game that I had played, I think, when <laughs> it came out. Um, okay. Not, I I don't think that I have played it. I, I know I've played I it. I have played it. <laughs> I was just trying. So, Limbo, the game, came out in 2010 on the Xbox Live Arcade, and I remember I probably read about it in Game Informer. I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember it, it looked cool. It was visually striking because it was all in black and white, and that catches your eye in this oversaturated color market. So that was something that peaked out to me. The fact that it was a 2D side-scroller also piqued my interest. And uh, I think this was around the time, definitely... I know Demon Souls had already been out, uh, but hmm. definitely probably Dark Souls 2, where you, you learn by dying, sure. which is a big mechanic in this game. Mm-hmm. But you had not been familiar with this game had you even well, heard of it yes i i had heard of it um also from game informer but from the website okay so this would probably be like 2011 when i was in korea with laura um game informer did like a live podcast uh, like a video podcast where they uh i think game informer replay or okay. something where they'd play old games and go through it and then there was an offshoot where one of the members, Dan Reichert, who is now part of Giant Bomb, and I like Giant Bomb, just fine. Uh, he did a segment called Dan Plays Games with His Dad, where he just go through a bunch of different games with his dad, who is a cranky 50, 60-year-old who does not like video games. And one of them was Limbo. And they were playing through this. I was like, this game is beautiful. And the dad was getting frustrated with the mechanics. And it was like, it's really funny. But it left an impression. It was like, I need to get that game. And I did. I downloaded it for Steam kind of shortly after I saw that video. And I just never got around to it. Uh, like most of my games in my Steam library, I have like over 300 now that I've played maybe 10. And you don't even of. play computer that I much. I don't ever get my PC, but those Steam sales. <laughs> They're the fucking death of you, dude. I They're know. bad. God damn, I wasted so much fucking money. But... uh it it was one that I was like it's it, it looks artistic like I hear great things critically and I like this kind of this this atmosphere with this kind of as you said like the Dark Souls approach of you learn by dying but it seems small enough and 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 more focused on the puzzles than the combat where it's manageable like I don't think I'm gonna be frustrated playing this game so I bought it and I just I never got around to it because games come out every week many 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 good ones. Um, and 
you know, that was it. And then we started this podcast and then you were like, Hey, I got this game. I was like, yes, that. Yeah. Let's do that because I had heard about it and I knew enough. I was like, yeah, I am definitely down for limbo. And, uh, I guess we'll just go into talking about limbo. Sure. Um, it did not disappoint. It did not disappoint at all. Um, so it is exactly as you've said. I've, uh, I, you know, I am kind of struggling where to start with this game, but it is, it is very artistic. It is, uh, it's, it's a black and white kind of color palette. It, yeah, there it is, is never any color in the none, game. None, none. to like Schindler's List where you have like the girl in the red coat. That's exactly what I was thinking. And things like or that. Or Sin City where, like, or something. Yeah, Sin yeah. City where like very important things are going to be in color. Mm-hmm. Never ever happens at all yeah. in this game. Everything is black, yeah. white, grayscale. That's it. Yeah, and this this game was right about like the kind of indie revolution. Yes, absolutely. In games like indie games weren't a thing. Like I I attribute this game to being like the Little Miss Sunshine of video games because Little Miss Sunshine was like the first movie indie movie to like really break through into the mainstream and be like, oh, there are like movies that we can watch where shit doesn't explode or it's not a comedy or an action like it's just sad people in a story yeah it was the first like <laughs> indie film to go mainstream yeah and and i think limbo I think limbo and like fez limbo fez super meat boy and braid i yeah. think they all came out about the same time and they were like the pioneers of like this this indie revolution like they even had that that um was indie it game, indie the game the movie yeah yeah, yeah. which phil fish Giant what a, douche. What a douchebag. Giant douche. What a douchebag. Biggest douche. He I, left the industry. Did anybody miss him? No. I sure the fuck didn't. Nah. nah. Stay out of here, dog. And I'll go I'll go one more. Fez is overrated. Fez is a complete piece of shit game. Yeah. After I heard all the fucking fantasticness about it, I played it. Yeah. And I literally said, this is it. I would have liked I actually would have liked it if it was a little less ambitious and stuck to like platforming and that kind of whole rotating the world mechanic. But the fact that you have to like interpret the language from signs in the background from like four different areas to uncover a puzzle here, it gets kind of bullshit towards the end. And you have to do like some deep, deep, deep grinding, like ARG style, like ARG games, like alternate reality games where you really have to pay attention to like the smallest, smallest detail. Fuck that. Limbo was not that. And I am very happy to say that because. I, I, I really enjoyed my time in Limbo. Like, are there moments of frustration where you get stuck on a puzzle? Sure. But that's in Portal too. And, you know, it's fine. Like, that, that comes with these puzzle games. And. I mean, yeah, that, at its core, it's a fucking puzzle game. It is. It's supposed to trip you up and mm-hmm. make you think and work things out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this one just teaches you by killing you repeatedly. Yeah. Uh, the nice thing to it is that it's quick and it's, it's got a very generous checkpoint save system. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You could you could see like a little hiccup every time it saves, and it happens like almost every time you move the screen forward, which yeah. is great. Like it, it it minimizes the frustration. It makes it pretty accessible. Like I think to many people, I I think anybody could go into this game and have fun, unless you are a sixty year old dad of a game journalist (laughs) so this is a it's a cool narrative in the like it's not telling you anything story-wise there's no text boxed yeah there's no Mm cut scenes everything is happening 
end game with you controlling or occasionally losing control and the reasons you lose control are well defined in the story like mm-hmm. so the first big obstacle that you come across is this giant spider that wants yeah. to fucking eat you and at one point it finally catches you after chasing you a couple times and it wraps you up in its spider web and you kind of lose control and then the control scheme changes and then when you press right you kind of hop now because all your limbs are bound together it's mm-hmm. Nice, cool little things. Yeah, these or touches. What are those brain slugs that fall yeah. fall onto you and then make you go one way automatically? Yeah, and so you can really only jump or climb, and then you hit the sunlight, and then you reverse direction. Yeah, and and it's it is it is like I would compare this game more than like any other two D platformer. I would compare it straight to like Portal Two, whereas you it's it's a it's a series of puzzles telling kind of a subtle story. And you get a new mechanic like every hour or so mm-hmm. that really changes the way the game plays and it gives you a new obstacle to do. Um, I We can talk more about uh, game mechanics and stuff like that if you want to. But I would say like since I brought up the story stuff, I don't think the story is really anything special here. It's very um, basic and that serves its purpose. Like- it is. I... <laughs> You, I mean, the game is called Limbo. It is. It's very obvious you wake up in... In some type of purgatory. Yeah, because you're not... It's not colorful, Mm -hmm. so we automatically know, like, this isn't the real world. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. something going on here. Um, And you're just pressed to push on to the right. Sure. But... And and I I think... I've not played Inside, which is uh, this developer's follow-up game. Um... I think there might be more story elements from what I've heard in Inside yeah. and more symbolism and stuff. This one, it has the atmosphere and that sense of dread and the art style down perfectly. And then you get to the end, which I'm glad we did, uh, which is him finding his sister is what you said. I would not have known it was a sister. It's just some girl. There's nothing. So it kind of feels like a weird artistic touch at the end. It's like, why are you trying to make this a point now? Um, I like you go to games, similar games like Firewatch or something recently. Like the story is there the entire time and you're getting pieces of that story. So when like a twist at the end happens or something, it makes sense. It feels earned. It feels like it's part of the world. The, The little coda at the end with the girl, it's like, okay, Okay, so this is Mario, but with puzzles. You're you're conquering obstacles to save a girl. And yeah. that's it? I just... I didn't think it was really needed, or it, it didn't really add anything. And, I, and maybe I'm um, overestimating what the developers wanted the impact of that ending to be. Yeah. I could be. Um, but it just felt like, okay, I beat the game. Done. Okay. Like, that's it. It could have been cool had like you experienced some of the things that gave hints as to why he's there like yeah maybe you play through how your sister got like injured or yeah like you maybe you play through like the kid hanging himself and that's sort of how you get mm-hmm. into this limbo aspect and yeah. the game continues on. Like it's just yeah it's little segments that could play out very nicely. Yeah. But just give you more of a little because I mean the the sister does come out of left field. It does. Like or she does, but yeah. yeah. I I would almost say like they should 
not they should, but if if I were to deliver the same kind of story mechanic in that little thing at the end, little coda with the sister, I would do it like Silent Hill 2. Whereas like the the big traumatic incident between I think it's Harry and his girlfriend wife that dies and like all of the it's monsters James. is it James? All right, thank you. Uh is it James and Maria? James and Maria, yes. I think I'm not sure. Or Maria might be the secondary character. It's been a while since I played Silent Hill no, 2. No, that's it's it's Mary. Mary. Okay. Maria is the secondary. Cuz one of the the hooker one. Yeah, okay. Um but that game is informed by that. Like yeah. all of the monsters kind of have this sexual tendency to them like the first time you see pyramid head he's raping a nurse one of those silent nurses and like it's all about the sexual abuse and then kind of the bedridden wife and this stuff and like one of the bosses is like in a bed mm-hmm. and it, it all relates to the traumatic incident that kind of started all of this so if there was a traumatic incident in limbo it would be nice yes to see like that reflected in the enemy designs instead of just like spider or signs or something it just it all feels very not generic but is random artistic stuff that doesn't necessarily tie together yeah because you also like you go through three major worlds you, mm-hmm. you start off in the forest with like the spider yeah and then you go into like the factory industrial sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the last one is like the broken down city with all the neon lights. Yeah. And they they just they don't really relate and they don't tell a story. They're yeah. just different settings. They look but, nice aesthetically, yeah. but yeah, they and don't it's, relate. It's cool because it changes mm-hmm. up, it gives you the different mechanics that you're working with. But it doesn't have a purpose in the story yeah. overall. Yeah, and I I think like, that's that's why what's does disappointing. Limbo have to me. a factory. Why does Purgatory mm-hmm. have a city with neon lights? Yeah, like if it's this kid's personal Purgatory, like just a little bit to explain that yeah. would have worked really well. Yeah, I, like and and maybe this is trite and on the nose, but like instead of a spider, you have like a gigantic bully or something like maybe a kid that was fucking with him like big size and monster fight or something like just just something to tie it into this theme at the end so when you have the reveal of the sister it's not just like oh oh okay and that's kind of how i felt the end of the game was because there wasn't anything tying together it's like oh oh is that the end oh yeah. Okay. Sort of like, huh. I've beaten this game before, but I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> this is the end. Yeah. Um. But you know, those those small complaints aside, like yeah, it's, it's and, and that sh- is a small that is a small complaint. I think this game is fantastic overall. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Me- Mechanic wise, absolutely. It's it's two buttons. It's A to jump and X to interact with objects in the world. Uh, it's it's fairly short. Mm-hmm. So you can play through it in a couple settings. I think we beat it in three. Probably could have done it in two. Yeah. But it's overall, it's it's an enjoyable experience. I still enjoyed it as much playing it this time. I think I've probably beaten it four or five times. It's nice enough, too, that it's so far removed from me that I forgot mm-hmm. a handful of the puzzles, which made yeah. them enjoyable to go through again. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. And Um, the puzzles are really, really well designed for the most part. There were, especially today, I don't 
think because we streamed this game and we finished it right before we're doing this podcast, but we played it a few times before. But today is when I noticed a few things mechanic wise where it's just like what you're doing here works, but it would work a lot better if you would pan out and show some of the elements going around because there is some guesswork. That is obscured by like the tight camera. When you're not seeing the interaction of the yeah. world as a whole. So. It's it's a little bit rough. But outside of those elements, like I think the puzzles are really clever. And for as few mechanics as this game has, they do a lot with it. Like they mix it up in an interesting way, like almost every every obstacle you come in to counter counter with. Like it's it's crazy. And there's some really cool stuff that I haven't experienced in a puzzle game, too. So, like, the last third of it, uh, there's all these weird gravity-based puzzles that Mm -hmm. come into effect. Where, like, gravity is switching, and so you're walking on the ceiling. Yeah. And you control it at a whim, and it affects certain things. So, certain boxes also go up to the ceiling, and you've got Mm -hmm. to figure out where to move them. Uh, There was that last puzzle that really hemmed us up, where there's two boxes, and there's gravity and magnetism in effect and we figured it out thank you internet but had we been able to see how they were interacting as a whole we probably could have figured out a lot sooner and by ourselves i totally agree with you Uh it's a bit hampered by its its smaller scale yeah when it could yeah things would work because there are certain times when the game world pulls back and yeah. you kind of wish that it would have here. And For maybe just, a few of the puzzles. Yes. Just a few of them. And, and again, very, very small complaint. And given that it is an indie studio, it is the first game they put out. Completely understandable. Hell of a home run. Yeah. Completely understandable. Like, if they had more of a budget and a bigger team, they would have ironed that shit out. And they could have play tested and got that feedback to say, like, hey, we'll pull out the camera for that. They didn't have that, so I can't really be too upset with them for that. And and I don't think most people will be well, when and again, they play it's, it. Those puzzles that hemmed us up weren't ones that we were dying on. And so no. in a game that teaches you from dying, when you're not dying on it, you just feel very stuck. Yeah. Because you don't... You know you're not doing something wrong. You just don't know... Where to go right. Yeah. It, it, at that point, it becomes trial and error. Yeah. And, and it is just or like, well, I've moved into this screen. Staring at it. Like, I've moved into this screen. I need to interact with everything in this screen. But even interacting, it's like, okay, but I don't get how these are relating. Something yeah. is happening here. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I, and again, I do think that would have been like, cause as soon as you looked it up on your phone, it's like, oh, that makes sense. I probably could have got that if I saw both boxes moving up. That one is closer to the top, but one isn't. So I turn off the gravity at the right time. The one that's closer to the top will go to the top and the bottom one won't. But because I cannot see both boxes moving at the same time, it kind of sums it up. But I think before, really honestly today, I thought the the puzzles were really laid out to the point where it is like that, that trial and error shit. It was like, oh, I got to this new area. And there's nothing here except for this box. And then there's a rope. And there's a gun. So I know I have to use this box for something. So let me think on how I can use this box. And then you can kind of figure out that way. Or let me try it. And then you die and you're like, okay. Yeah. So yeah. something was wrong there. It's mm-hmm. a, it's an, And again, the quick loads. Yes. So you die. 
big deal yep. right back there and that convenient safe system it's not detrimental it inspires you to mm-hmm. experiment and play around and try yeah. out till you get it and then it is a very nice eureka moment like in your brain it's all you know a little drop of dopamine like Oh, I got that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And the puzzles come so quick too that it, it it's the same effect as Super Meat Boy where it doesn't frustrate you because yeah, you die a bunch, but then you figure it out and you move on and like the levels are kind of quick. The puzzles are quick. They're, they're relatively short. It's not like to reference Silent Hill again. It's not a Silent Hill puzzle where you have to get this piece from all the way the fuck over here in the hospital to then come over here to read this door to then go back over here. Yeah. But like that's way too complicated and convoluted. Limbo does not do that. And, and I appreciate it so much. Same with, same with, uh, Portal. It's just, it's, it's, it's quick hits of dopamine. It's yeah. the, the quick successes. Like each puzzle comes with like, minutes between like it's so short like your your progress hits and 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 it makes you want to keep going and it does a very nice job of like showing you a new mechanic mm-hmm. and then building this mechanic up over a series of puzzles because like yeah you your first gravity puzzle is just a simple oh we're gonna go up to the roof and now this box that we couldn't reach is also with us but we can just pull it over and the next time you're going up and then you're shutting the gravity off again to make the box maneuver in different ways. It's mm-hmm. it's subtle little teaching moments that eventually get you to this end of the game stuff that, again, had the camera been a little more forgiving, mm. we could have figured out a lot more yeah. on our own. Yeah. So I don't mind learning by death. That's a, it's a very nice mechanic. It's a very obvious enforcement tool. Like, well, that didn't work. Mm-hmm. Did something wrong. Yeah. So... Yeah, and, and with the generous safe states, like, you did something wrong, but here you go again, right here. We're not going to punish you. Yeah. We're not going to be dicks about it, and you have to start all the way back at the fucking beginning, like some games do. Like, it's, I think it's, it strikes the kind of perfect balance, um, between frustration and difficulty. Because I, I a lot of people want to say games are either too easy or too hard, and they're impenetrable. I think this is this is that perfect middle ground. Like I I wouldn't say this is an easy game, but it's not frustrating ever either. Like yeah. it it's hard, but it's not frustrating. And it's also nice and short enough. Titan like, Souls is frustrating. Yes. This is not frustrating. You're going to die a whole lot more in Titan Souls. Yeah. Um That being said, I'm glad you brought up Titan Souls. I think this is probably the fourth indie game we've talked about on the show so we've had titan souls okay we've had rogue legacy we oh, have shit, this yeah. and i want to say there's one more that's kind of smaller indie in the game huh um i don't know if we've necessarily played it but we've definitely talked about it a lot huh and i can't think of it i mean we talked about that baseball game <laughs> baseball the game. strikers or whatever where you hit the ball at each other in the Super Smash Brothers game where you hit the ball. Oh, uh, yeah, where we played it. During I can't the, remember the name. Uh, it's Lethal like League. Lethal League. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um. So in in all the indie games that we have played together, where would you rate Limbo? Oh shit. Uh. So of definitely the three that were just mentioned, I think it's the best. Okay. Um. 
Yeah. Uh, Rogue, Rogue Legacy, I think, is really good. Um, it's very grindy for an indie But it is grindy. Role. It yeah. is really grindy. And what was the other one that was not Lethal League? It was Lethal League, Rogue Legacy, Titan Souls. Titan, Titan Souls is my bottom. Okay. Titan Souls is 100% my bottom. I, I like a lot of what it's doing, but that is 100% a game. If I, if I was not playing with you, I would have stopped playing 30 minutes into. Yeah. It just, it, it wasn't clicking with me on the difficulty. That was too punishing. The one hit death. Uh, not a fan of. Um, Limbo, I think is art. It is very art. It is, it is art. <laughs> argument to the games as art. Yeah. Um, you could set this up in a fucking art museum and have somebody playing it off screen and people would be kind of into it. Yeah, I think so. Like, you could just have people walk by and check it out for a little bit and move on. Mm-hmm. Um, I totally agree with that. I would probably place it, uh, I'm going to say maybe it's second or tied for first. I'll be honest. I really like Titan Souls. Oh shit. The more yeah. I thought about it, I'm okay. like, Titan Souls also, it rewards you for getting better at the game and understanding it. It does. And it does. I like games that do that and just inspire you to be better. And it also teaches you by death. Sure. Deaths are a little more quick and not as forgiving with the save states. But yeah. I like that it's also just one hit kill on bosses. Mm-hmm. So once you kind of figure it out, it's just refining that, which is sort of what Limbo has. But Limbo is a little looser yeah yeah and 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 no real bosses no in limbo it is mostly puzzles like you have that one escape scene from the spider Mm -hmm. i think but that's really it um i would argue with you on titan souls that it does not encourage you to be better i think it is it is like one of those old school like i think they were trying to be battle toads essentially which is like get good or (laughs) stop Titan Souls also had really excellent music for each area and boss, which I really enjoyed. It did, but they're not. And we memorable. talked about this. It's like it, it. I loved it when I was hearing it, but then like I cannot I, name you a single tune. I just want to like. I wonder if I go back and play again. Yeah, because like, I think that's it's a game you're supposed to play multiple times. And, yeah, and I think you do the Shadow of the Colossus thing where you do boss rushes and see how quickly you can take exactly. them down and learn their patterns and so really get it in. So I wonder how much more they would stick with me. And mm-hmm. So maybe I'll get into Titan Souls again in the future. Yeah. But I, I think Limbo is a fantastic game. I think everybody mm-hmm. should play it. At this point, it should be an easy, obtainable price point. Yeah, it's you're not like paying more than 10 bucks for this. Your first playthrough was like five hours at max. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be like a three-hour, four-hour yeah. game. You're going to, and it feels it. complete. Like yeah. some games are three or three to five hours, and they feel like, oh, that's it. Like the, I paid for that and got that. I feel like, from what I played, I could pay fifteen bucks for this and feel like it was worth it. Excellent, man. I do, and I guarantee you, it's way cheaper than fifteen bucks. I now. think so. Yeah. Or you wait for a sale and it'll and go down to like two dollars or something. You got an Xbox. You got a PlayStation. Yeah. You've got. A fucking PC. Shit, this might even be on Switch, man. I think this is literally available on everything except mobile. And shit, it might be. If you got a PC from 1995 and you not upgraded shit, I'm pretty sure this will run. Yeah. It's not a very, very taxing game. Oh, no. Oh, no. But I love it, man. I love its quirkiness, its art Mm -hmm. style, its 2D ness. Yeah. It's not too in of its. 
and over its head. It's not full of itself. It's yeah, one of the rare perfect gems. I could have used a little bit more uh, pretension here. <laughs> I, I just a little sure. bit of symbolism yeah. to carry through the streamline, and I think you're good. Yeah, that that would be my just a little nitpick. But Some if you're going to be game as art, I think you can do symbolism and story stuff a little bit better than just random backgrounds that look cool. I am curious because everything that we have heard, read, or had said to us is Limbo's great, Inside is better. And I think they probably took these criticisms and yep. worked it in. And so. I also own Inside. I think that will probably be one of the next ones that we do play. I have not bought it yet. I've never even played it. So it'll be a first blind run through for both of us, which I'm actually kind of looking forward to yeah. as well. So. Oh, yeah. But yeah, overall, Limbo is great. You should fucking play it. Mm-hmm. And uh, also hit us up on what you think your thoughts on the afterlife are. Yeah, I am curious. What happens to your consciousness? Yeah, Ryan wants to know what happens when you I die. I do. Tell me. <laughs> Please, somebody tell him. Somebody with a near-death experience, preferably. You had a bad oh, car shit. crash. Or maybe OD. I saw a white light. Or you put your dick in a vacuum cleaner and it got stuck and you passed out. Fun fact. One of my friends used to masturbate that way. I could never do it. I've tried. I'll be honest. With I you. never tried. I've tried, but I've tried many things. Maybe the vacuum girthy. cleaner was like a step too far. <laughs> maybe I'm girthy, but the one vacuum I tried was like I couldn't fit my wiener inside it. And I was like, well, this is not happening. Were you going in hard? Well, yeah. That's your mistake. You gotta go in soft and get that soft blow. Then I feel it would hurt when it got hard if it didn't fit when it was hard. That's like the ultimate climax is ripping that vacuum off. <laughs> Just uh, uh, <laughs> a sleeve of skin comes off with oh it. Best cum ever. This guy. Blood shit and cum on my hands. That's some tool lyrics right there. Oh shit. Oh, that's limbo. Is is like if a Tool, tool made a game, that is the limbo. You're fucking My right. fucking god, dude, yeah. that was brilliant. That's actually <laughs> perfectly on point. Yes, I am so glad you robbed Tool because that is a Tool video. That is almost sober. I wish there was a Tool prog metal fucking soundtrack going on because not a lot of music. Ambient. Yeah, it's just yeah. ambient shit, which makes sense for mm-hmm. Purgatory. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. So yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, Tool in this. Yeah, it might have been a better than sex at that point. It would have been pretty tight. <laughs> but anyways, uh, I think that's all I've got to say, man. This is a great game. I really that's enjoyed true. this week, and I look forward to the next thing that we play together. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. This yeah. is a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad, because we haven't had a good one for a while. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to finally to know that we still enjoy some things out there. So. All right. So there you have it, folks. Go pick up Limbo if you haven't yet. Mm -hmm. And uh, on that note, I am Kyle. And I am Ryan. And we will catch you next time, everybody. Goodbye. And buy a t-shirt. Yeah. I was just, <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. I've got, I've got another podcast ingrained so much in my head. I was going to start going through their spiel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Go to DTMerch.com. <laughs> <laughs> Bye you fuckers. <laughs>